It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of my way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. 11 o'clock straight up on a Thursday with Gresham Keefe. And, of course, that means it's time for our buddy Andrew Raycroft. And, yes, David Ortiz on Twitter. Today will be tickle trunk number one. All right. With our buddy Andrew Raycroft. He is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh, and by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the names to know when your drains don't flow to the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, good morning. Good morning, gang. How we doing? We, good. I mean, we're not as good as the Bruins, as the Bruins <laughs> but holy cow. Did you see a start like this coming? Who's having more fun than the Boston Bruins? Uh, I, no. I, Mac I Jones. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. How much fun is that? that? I mean, as good as it gets this week for talk radio. Um mm-hmm. It's uh, no, I, I didn't see a six and one coming. Definitely not. With the injuries, you you wanted them to hold their head above water. I I had them at that twelve thirteen points in the first nine games. That that was my hope. That was my thought. They're already there in in seven games. So so from now on, it, it's house money. It's it's been impressive how they've won more than the fact that they're six and one. It's it, they're doing it a bunch of different ways. They're getting the contribution from everybody. And, of course, Linus Allmark playing the way he is is exciting. What have been your early impressions of Jim Montgomery? And I don't just mean, you know, on the ice. I feel like we've talked about that sort of the aggressive style and, you know, changing the lines when he feels like it's necessary. But replacing a guy like Bruce Cassidy, which turns out he was too mean to some of the players, you wondered how critical the next guy would be. I feel like in some of these post games, he's been pretty honest, even when they've won when he hasn't been satisfied with certain things, but how do you think he has handled himself so far? Yes. And I I want just that narrative of like Bruce Cassidy being mean to the players and and that millennia. Like, I don't think that's fair. I've heard it a little bit. I I think it, I think it just went too far. I think to your point, you can be honest without calling out certain players individually. I think you can be honest without saying every time you lose that the goalie needed another save. Uh, you know, I, we've heard that from Montgomery. You can be honest with your team's play without necessarily centering on guys. So there's a difference between being mean. NHL players have been yelled at their entire life. Like Hockey is that. You get yelled at. You get told when you stink. But there's, there's ways to do it that are different. I think Montgomery understands that. They need a different voice, and the players are responding to that different voice. Uh, you mentioned that uh, house money off of the great start. What the, what what kind of options does that present, Jim Montgomery, in your opinion, Razor, in terms of being able to rest or at least, you know, maybe manage some playing time a little differently? Is that cart before the horse? Is it too early to start to think about that stuff? I don't it, – it's – it won't happen early, but it's not too early to think about how important it is to continue this. It's not too important to, to recognize if you can pad your lead, if you can keep banking points in October, November, December, how much easier it is to manage your roster in January, February, and March. And on top of that, you're seeing so, so much depth in the organization and so many options, and we're going to get a few more, two more options back here real soon that are going to allow even more organizational depth and allow more people to be called up and rosters moved around. So 
No, I, you can talk about it now. I, I don't expect anyone to be rested tomorrow, if that's what we're talking about. I don't think the load management comes into play quite yet. But we've already seen the toggling in and out with the bottom six, and that goes a long way by the end of the season. If you can do that and, and, and get your roster set properly later in the season, it's a massive difference because we know once playoff times comes, you need to be so rested and so healthy. Last year, it was a real platoon for the goalies. It was uh, half the games for Olmark, half the games for Swayman. So far through seven games, five starts for Linus, just two for Swayman. Now, I know the schedule will dictate sort of some of the usage, especially with the back-to-backs coming up, but how long do you think we might go with Linus getting the far majority of the starts compared to Swayman? It's a good question. We're going to see both of them the next two days, so the performance will dictate that. Swayman, whatever next start Swayman has, is a nervous start for a goalie early in the season. You you really want to get back in there. You've seen the other guy play so well. You gave up six goals in two periods last time you're out, so you've been thinking about that for a few weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. Um, the, the schedule will dictate. You're not going to roll. This isn't going to be five games of seven mm-hmm. the rest of the season for Lena Omar. You just can't play that much. But, it, it, you know, if he keeps rolling, you keep winning, uh, you, you got you to gotta play him and, and run with it as long as possible. But certainly the game starts scrunching up in November, December. So it, it, it'll get back closer to that 50-50 mark. Again, I don't see either one of these guys playing more than 47 games, let's say. Our friend Andrew Raycroft of Nesson here with Gresham Keith talking Bruins here on WEEI. Uh, with Taylor Hall now exploding, playing beside Pasta and Krejci, is the check line dead? <laughs> well, let's say, I mean, never say never, but it's certainly not, uh, it's not coming back anytime soon, especially with uh, Mr. Number 63 waiting in the wings. So, I, I would expect the three game-winning goals in three games. Taylor Hall is speed, playing with Krejci and Pasternak. The, the wings driving that line, Krejci filling in behind with his hockey sense. It, it worked really well, the Krejci Hall, when a season and a half ago when Taylor Hall got traded here. They worked really well together, and you're seeing, along with David Pasternak, moving it from the left wing all the way to the right wing, Taylor Hall is finding a lot of space over there. Just to go back to the, the goalie situation for a moment, to get inside the mind of a, of a goalie, it seems like mm. these two guys That's seem to be very... place, by the way. Yeah, I know. Say. Say. There's, there's it is really Halloween. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That could be a whole segment, too, that one. It really, I mean, for lack of a better term, a lot of odd ducks play goalie, <laughs> Razor, as you, <laughs> yeah. as you know. Um, but I'm curious, because these two guys seem like they're really good friends. And in, in last year, they had, a, they had a close bond, and you know they were able to support each other in the whole thing. But just the competitive nature, if you're Swayman, let's say, and Linus is off to this hot start, and you're Swayman, and you are not off to a hot start, isn't it part of you just human nature? If Linus gives up a soft goal, you're like, ah, that's a shame. Like, like <laughs> I, I know you want him to do well. I know you want your team to do well. But you also want to get back out there, and you want to, you know, not start every game because that's not realistic, but you want to get more more nods than normal. So how do you sort of how do you navigate that where you want to support your teammate, but you also want to get out there? Whereas all the other positions, you know, those guys can all play, they can all take their shifts and everything else. But goalie is very unique in that way. It, it is really there's one there's one net and there's one spot on each team, and it. it so the the one thing you're used to that it's been like that your entire life. It's been like that your entire career. Um, 
But any goalie's lying to you if deep down somewhere, really far deep down, you're not hoping that when you're in net that the other goalie wins six to five or seven to six. Like that, that's the ideal situation, right? Uh, especially in this scenario, you you want your team. You know your team wins. It's better for everybody. That's first and foremost. So you're never hoping that your guy loses. But seven to six every once in a while is okay to get you back in there and, and get you rolling again. And, and again, that's deep down. At the end of the day, these guys know at the NHL level, no matter when you go in, you have to perform. And, and it's all really on you. And that's what you're telling yourself if you're Jeremy Swayman right now. No matter what Linus is doing, the run he's going on, when I get in, when I get my chance, I'm going to play a similar way. Andrew Raycroft here with Gresham Keith. Back to the checks for a moment. Keith's yes. on goalies. Yeah, I'm yeah, on the right, checks. Right, exactly. I'm on my people today. Uh, Love it. How has Krejci's presence helped Pasta kind of what feels like early on sort of take his game to the next level? Yeah, so we, we got, Billy Jaffe and I talked about that on the podcast last night is exactly that. I think it's turned into that big brother, little brother is now little brother wanting to take care of big brother. Now that's, that's what that feels like to me. The watching Krejci brought Pasta along when he first came into the league, Krejci goes away. Now he comes back and David wants to prove to him what he's learned and, and basically said, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to carry this line. I'm going to carry us together as a pair while you get used to being back in the NHL and, and you come back for this last season. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm ready to go. We're going to be awesome together because I'm going to score 55 goals. So it, it does feel like David Pasternak is trying to live up to everything that Krejci's taught him and mentored him with and trying to impress. That That's my sense from 35,000 feet that it's that kind of a of a, of a relationship between the two right now. And with Pasternak, obviously the goals are there, and that was to be expected. It's no surprise. Uh, the assist number, now I know he had three in the opener, but still he has seven through seven games. Is is he a better playmaker passer, or is it just an early sample size and, and you know, he's happened to get the, the results with the assist? Well, I think I think it, it, it certainly helps playing with Taylor Hall and David Krejci because they <laughs> That he knows that he's getting a lot of attention. And he knows, like, we've seen it, the last two Taylor Hall goals over on that right wing, Pasta's just basically throwing backhand passes across the ice because he's got five guys on him and he knows somebody's <laughs> open over there. So, uh, listen, those goal scorers always, always, always take a lot of pride in being good passers. And you watch practice, any of the great goal scorers I played with, they're always passing on two-on-one because they want to show off that, they're even better passers than they are goal scorers, but they can score goals, so nobody else can. That's what they do. So, so I'm sure David has a lot of pride in that. He can, he can make as many assists as, as he's necessary to do. So, Razor, uh, Brad Marchand out on the ice. Jim Montgomery said, hey, he's not going to play right away. However, by Thanksgiving, it looks like Marshy could be back. So can I automatically assume that there are some guys that are playing for their spot on the roster? Or is it already, in your mind, sort of predetermined as to how the roster will go once Marshy is available? No, there, there's guys definitely vying for, for spots here. You you look at, we talked about Zaka. Zaka's going to be in the lineup, but he's going to drop down, which is going to push a few of that. That left side is going to get very cramped very quickly. And, and the likes of Frederick and Greer, we've seen them bounce in and out of the lineup already. 
So, so no, these guys are, are definitely battling, and, and we're, now we're going to start talking about roster spots and who's going down to the minors because you can only hold 23 guys up, and those guys are going to, when, when McAvoy and, and Marshawn are, they're both imminently coming back. So it, it is definitely a little dicey down there. You definitely want to see your number in the top 12 forwards on a nightly basis because you start getting a little nervous when, when you're sitting out the line rushes at practice right now. What did you think of Phil Kessel and the uh, consecutive game streak? Or this guy doesn't miss a game. He's he's the Cal Ripken of hockey. It's like Babe Ruth, but eating the hot dogs uh, and Cal stuff. Ripken. Uh, it's so great. It, it's so it's so enjoyable to tweak all the strength coaches that that I've had to listen to and Love hear it. over the last twenty five years about you know you have to do this, you have to be this. Listen, if you're talented, you're skilled, you're smart, and you understand hockey. Uh, Phil has proven that you, you don't have to see the weight room too often. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, guys, it is great. Did you guys? Because it bothers so many guys. It bothers these strength guys. It, 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 they, it bothers them so much because they're so <laughs> sure right. that their protein shakes are the reason why you're still in the NHL. It's so good. Now, <laughs> and he, what was always great about him is he was for a while one of the fastest players in the league, too, which was amazing because you'd like hear like the three fastest guys. You see the headshot of Phil. You're like, this guy's the fastest guy in the league. farting all like, the yeah. time. He's got gas. He's firing out. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys didn't overlap here, right? You guys just no. missed each other? Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we, we missed each other got both it. ways. So. All right. Yeah, yeah, right. Did you ever play with uh, – did you ever have a guy as a teammate, I should say – who was as doughy looking, but a good player, a la Kessel. Yes, I did. Uh, Kyle Wellwood. Wow. Played with him both in Toronto and Vancouver. Not one for the weight room, but <laughs> Love it. so skilled. Yeah. Stick. He, he won every faceoff he took. He had an innate ability to get around the ice. He wasn't a tall guy either. Wasn't fast. Couldn't shoot the puck, couldn't do anything, but he was so smart on the ice, and uh, he put points up. Unbelievable power play guy. So yeah, Kyle Wellwood was the guy, and he would. I, I say his name, you know, because he would completely admit it if he was on the phone right now too. So oh, I'm that's not great. Well, that's good. Him. Love yeah. it. All right, yeah. so it yeah. is the return of the tickle trunk. So we wanted to wait a couple of weeks because, believe it or not, it was this oh, yeah. weekend a year ago. Halloween theme. Where Razor said, "Hey, we what are you dressing up for in Halloween?" He said, "I got to go with the tickle trunk." We were like, "Stop! What is the tickle trunk?" You explained it. It's a Canadian term. Uh, so who gets the very first tickle trunk treatment of this season, Andrew Raycroft? Oh, and I love the fact we're getting requests for it on Twitter. Oh, yeah, you are. It, it, this it's is a big a hit, thing. baby. One, yeah. one year in, and, and we're teasing it. I like it. So uh, I would like to go. I, my initial thought was going to go to to Scotty Waugh, the Bruins therapist, the trainers, for getting these guys back so quickly. Nice. So I'm giving Scotty Waugh a big shout-out, my buddy. But I need to go Jake DeBrusque starting wow. out this season. Right. He's uh, – He's been very good defensively, outstanding jumping in on the PK. I love his ice, up ice work. He's skating, he's moving. His attitude's obviously in a very good place with the new scenery behind the bench. So Jake DeBrusque has been a big asset to this top six and, and playing with Bergeron and being a very defensively responsible guy, it's 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 Jake DeBrusque early on, tickle trunk of the year. Yeah, it sounds like you're giving Scotty Waugh a little bit of run because you just crapped all over the strength and conditioning coaches because of <laughs> Phil Kessel. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. I got to balance that out too, right? <laughs> well, the line of the year is going to be because their protein shakes th- uh, keep- think they keep you in the NHL. That is fair. There's a strength and conditioning coach somewhere that is cringing being like, that SOB, he's talking about me. Uh, hey, Razor, thank you, brother. We appreciate it. Uh, great chat once again, and uh, hopefully the Bruins keep rolling. We'll talk to you next Thursday. All right, sounds good. Talk next Thursday. There we go. Thank Thank you. you.